What's up, guys? We're back, FBU Nation. It's Anthony Bevilacqua alongside uh, my host here, Vince Gabriel. I gave you back the title oh, of host, man. No longer the co-host. Okay. <laughs> so today we're going to be talking about what to do when you feel like quitting the fitness industry. I think this is a thing that a lot of gym owners, it crosses our minds very often about like, hmm, I wonder if I was in a different vehicle, if I would get quote unquote there faster. But uh, today we're going to break that down. And I'm super excited to hear this because I've, at one point I really wanted to leave the fitness industry. So I'm curious to, to know how we pivot around that and how to break and shake that feeling. But uh, Vince, what's going on, man? The Knicks are out of the playoffs. They lost. I didn't even watch yeah, last night. I didn't even watch. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about business here. Um, and I'm very, very excited for this topic because I, I think this is a, a really important topic for gym owners that are struggling. And, you know, one that, especially now with COVID and, you know, if you didn't have the thought of what the hell am I doing during COVID-19, you're, you're, you're a really strong human being, right? You know, so, so I do think that, that this is a normal thought to have happened. And, you know, we're going to talk about some, you know, stories about well, when I first thought this, I guess I, I'll open it up with that. So um, I come from a long line of, uh, I guess it's not a really long line because my grandfather was a carpenter and my father, you know, they, they, they grew up, my, my dad's family grew up pretty poor and my dad saw that and he wanted better. And so he got into the financial district. He went into, you know, he was um, uh, in municipal bonds and, you know, that kind of stuff. So he was a real, very successful guy. And so my sisters all followed suit. My brother-in-law um, ended up being becoming business partners with my father and um, all of my cousins, like very close, all of them, like when we live in really close to New York city. So like, that's like where you go. If you want to get a real job and make money is you go to New York city. Right. And so everyone, so out of like, there's 14 cousins, I'm one of 14 cousins, um, on all, on all the families. I'm the only one that owns a business. Every one of them works in some type of financial sector, um, you know, in, in New York. Right. And so I am like the black sheep of the family. And I remember like when I told my dad, I wanted to be a personal trainer, he was kind of like, he, he, he looked at me and he was just like, all right, we kind of did, you know, one of these, like you go get it, son. And it's like, I, I could kind of tell in the back of his mind, it's like, all right, well, he's going to be coming to me for, for a job in about a year. And uh, so he didn't like say that's stupid or anything, which I, which I was like kind of happy. He definitely could have done that and said, oh, well, what are you doing? What are you right? Um, so I went and, you know, got a job as a trainer and, you know, then, you know, became a gym owner. Right. And I think it was so. So, so my whole like I'm, I'm this gym owner. Right. And there's always there, there, there's this bravado and there's an ego in all of us that wants to you know show that you're 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 better than what you are and right and so like i want to be successful right i wanted to you know do that and i had that coming in to to being a gym owner and i i wanted to you know um do well and i'll never forget i was a couple years in business we had a pretty good first couple years and i'll never forget sitting on the couch and i was i was at that time where i was close to out of money and really really frustrated 
not knowing what to do next, not having just kind of burnt out from the first, from being a trainer and then, you know, being a gym owner plus a trainer at the same time. So it's burnt out. Right. And when you're burnt out and then you throw money problems on top of someone that's burnt out, like you're cooked, you're cooked. Right. So someone that if you're burnt out and you got, and you got money, you're in a much better position. Right. And so if you're burnt out and you, and you're out of money, it's, it's, it's a hard thing. So I was like, man, I was down and out. And I was like, I, I, I remember the conversation and it was like my worst nightmare. My worst nightmare was to have to go to my dad and be like, Hey, you know, what, a, what would it, you know, I have to do first if I had to go and get a job in the financial industry. And I, like, I remember having like nightmares about that conversation. I remember sitting on the couch and I remember exactly where I was. I remember, I think we were watching uh, like uh, 20, uh, 24, one of those episodes of 24. We always watch that show together. Um, and I remember saying that, like, I don't know, dad, if I got this, like, I don't really, you know, I'm, I'm close to out of money and I'm kind of burnt out. And what, what would it look like if I, and, and I had, I asked him the question. And he looked at me and he basically said, you know, whatever business that you're in, you're going to go through periods of up and down, right? There's no trajectory. And he said, and I had had good success up to that point. And he's like, you know, hey, you've had a good run. You've had a good success and you've hit your first wall. And you have a couple choices. He said, you can either, you know, just quit, right? And go join me and do something else, right? Or you can kind of stay where you're at and you can, you know, flounder and do that for the next, you know, you know, three to four years, which won't be good. And he said, or you can figure out what you need to do. You can figure out what you need to do um, to break through the ceiling. And I'll never forget the conversation. I just said, all right, well, I feel like I want to quit, but I'm not ready to quit. And it's weird. It's like kind of bringing up some emotion right now, even telling this, I haven't told, I don't know if I've ever told this story to be honest with you. And um, the second one is, and that sounds like the worst one of all to sit there and flounder, right. For a while. And, and it's just like, you know, I gotta, I gotta really figure out like what I need to do. And so there's really three. Well, how'd you make that decision to, to actually say like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to go with my dad. Like what made you, I just, you know, because he put it, he put it on the table. He's like, yeah, you can quit. He kind of said it like that. He got like, you can, you can quit. And he said it very like, yeah, you can quit. It's okay. And I was just like, no, like, I'm not like, I was like, and basically what he said was, it was like, it was my first test. That's what he told me. He was like, this is your first test. This is your first, you know, period where you're, you have, you have smashed into a wall and every business goes through this. There's not a business in the world that hasn't gone through this. And so that's why, like, uh, if you look at the backs of our shirts, right, all the SPF shirts. So if you could, I don't know if you can see that, but if you look at the back, so that graphic is based around that conversation. Yeah. Right. 
So you, you, you go and you have trajectory and then you hit a wall and maybe you detract for a little bit and you go backwards and then you go back up and then maybe, you, you know what I'm saying? And that's that, but that's life, right? That's not just how we are in business. That's how things are usually in your marriage. Like, I, do you know anyone that's got a perfect marriage all the time? They're, they're in bliss every minute of every day. No, it's like, there's, you know, peaks and valleys and there's peaks and valleys in everything. And the measure of us is how we do in the valley. What do we do in the valley? Do we stay in the valley? Do we get thrown out of the valley? Or do we like break through the valley? And so that's like what you got to decide. And, and, and I'm not here to judge anyone that is on that's listening to this that, you know, maybe you're in the valley and maybe you do want to quit. And that's maybe that is the right thing to do. Right. I don't know. But those are your options. And I, I will tell you this, the worst option is number two. The worst option is to freeze, right? Is, is to freeze. So it's like, it's kind of like the whole fight, flight, freeze, right? You can either fight and break through. You can either freeze or you can, you can, you can flee. You can um, um, retreat. Right, right. I think that's flaking. Yeah, whatever. Um, you know, you know what I'm saying. So, so, so you have those options, and so, but then you, you got to do some thinking, and just got to like put, yeah, you know, put it on the table, and be like, well, all right. And so I did that, and I was like, all right, so I'm not ready to quit. Like this is, and and what really helped was when he said, this is your first test. And so I was like, well, I was like, am I going to quit on my first test? Am I going to quit the first sign that gets hard? And I'm like, no, like, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. And if all of a sudden I went through this 17 times and I was burnt out 17 different times and maybe it's like, yeah, maybe that's your sign to throw in the towel. But if you're a gym owner, you're listening to this and this is the first time you feel, you felt like this, maybe it's just, you have hit the ceiling and you've hit the ceiling like every other business and business owner has. Right. So Again, it's not my job to tell you guys what to do. I can only share my experience. And I'm pretty glad that I did. Right? I'm pretty glad that I did because it opened me up to a whole new world of what I do now. Right? And back then I owned a gym, but now, you know, I own a, a coaching business, I own a marketing agency, I own a sports performance business. Right. And it's just there's a lot of cool stuff going on and I have complete autonomy and freedom in my, of my time now that I probably wouldn't have if I was schlepping in New York city and working for, you know, as an in investment banker and probably pretty unhappy. Well, right? what did you do? well, I guess the question everyone's probably thinking right now is, well, what did you do to break through that ceiling? Then? Yeah. So a couple of things. So I think that what people really need to do is identify what is really causing the, the sticking point? And there's usually three things that cause a sticking point in a business. Okay. Um, one of them is you've hit a sticking point on a personal level, meaning you are, you're, you're burnt out or you don't know what to do next. And you have no, you don't know, you don't have the right knowledge of what to do. And you just, you are the bottleneck, right? You are the bottleneck. The second thing is, 
that you could be hitting the ceiling for you with your business is, could there be just a departmental issue, right? Could there be just a marketing problem that's causing everything? So everything is going well, but you don't have your marketing in check, right? And that if you fix your marketing, then things are going to kind of come back on track, but that's like the one bottleneck, right? And then the third one is like your overall organizational, like you just, you have the wrong type of organization. You can potentially have the wrong model. You know, an example would be, you know, for you would be like when you were doing all one-on-one, right? It could have been that you're burnt out from doing all one-on-one and your organization, your, the, the way your business was structured was no longer conducive to you wanting to run that business to growth and everything like that. So those are what you got to look at. Is it a you problem? Is it, and a lot of, most of the time it's probably a you problem. Uh, and I, I've said this thousands of times on, on our calls, right? But the number one chokehold on a business, and this is straight from Tony Robbins, but the number one chokehold on a business is the psychology of the owner, right? That's, that's the number one chokehold on business is the psychology of the owner. So a lot of times that is the, 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 the cause of it, but it also could be a business thing. It also could be a business thing. So those are the three things. So I would say spend some time identifying that. I didn't really know this, you know, back then I was just well, like, that's man, not, I, that's what I was just going to say. Well, what did you do? Like, what so, Pick up right. the story where you left off. So, so, so I did, the first thing I had to do was I, I, I had no idea what I was doing on a marketing level. And that was causing a lot of problems. That was causing some of the financial issues because it was the first time after two years that I had seen some attrition. In two years, I had almost no attrition. And what happened was I started to see some attrition and I had no system in place to reload that loss. So I slowly started to do that. So I really, that, that is really where the, the kind of, I learned marketing that I learned how to make money, right? My, my success early was all from word of mouth, was all from a new business in town, was all from we're the only kid on the block. And then all of a sudden, two years later, there's all kinds of gyms open up. That was right back when the CrossFit boom was hitting, right? So when I opened, there was no CrossFits. In two years, there was like seven right in my area, right? So there was a big boom there. We had a lifetime fitness open, so there was competition. And I was before was running my business fine. I didn't you know need to do anything but now I was like, all right, there's something I, I, I lack. So that was the first thing I really did. And that's when I got into some of the Dan Kennedy stuff. And I started to, to learn about that. Um, but that's what really helped me break through. I also, at that point, was um, a little burnt out personally, right? I was a little burnt out personally. And, you know, I kind of needed to get my health um, back on track. So I spent some time doing that. So it was really a combination of that, of, of personal burnout and getting back on track personally. I had let some habits slip. I had, you know, let sleep slip. I had let workout slip. I let the nutrition slip um, as most burnt out people do. And then from a departmental side, I was like, all right, I, I have to have some kind of system in place where I can reload the clients I use because it's clear that not everyone's going to stay forever. So that was kind of my agenda back then of the, the uh, of what I did. Um, but I started, the other thing too is like, you know, when you're struggling, the number one thing that you can do is start journaling. 
the number one thing that you could do is go grab a journal, go to, go to Barnes and Noble, get a moleskin and, and just start writing your thoughts down. Because one of the worst things that can happen to you is you start to um, bottle up the thoughts inside your head and your, your brain's not designed to hold all those thoughts. And that will destroy creativity. So what you got to do is when you're struggling, you got to get it out and maybe you need to go to therapy or whatever, but you got to start writing. So anytime I hit a ceiling, anytime I go through personal struggles, problems, I, I lean in and I write as much as possible. I try to journal every day so it doesn't get to that point. But I will say when people are going through when you're having these battles in your head and you're thinking about quitting and you're thinking about oh, nothing's going right now, that's when you need to write and you need to get that journal and you need to commit to every day going out and writing and preferably writing in cursive, which lights up the prefrontal cortex of your brain, which will help you make decisions better. So uh, all, all of these things are tools. Um, but at the end of the day, you, you really got those three options of what to do. But remember, you know, be kind to yourself, right? Because everybody has this. Everybody has this, th th everybody goes through this. There's no business in the world that hasn't hit a ceiling. It's just, it's, it's like gravity. It happens. So know that you're not alone with, with whatever you're going through. Um, and know that plenty of people have made their way through whatever you may be going through. And remember, at the end of the day, um, Seth Godin has a book, you know, called The Dip, right? Which I suggest it's a really short read, but it's probably a good read for someone in um, this situation where it's just like, yeah, you're at a dip, you're at a point in time where, you know, this is so common that Seth Godin wrote a book about it. Right. So, so I think sometimes the realization that, hey, what I'm going through right now is somewhat normal. It sucks, but it's very normal. Sometimes the knowledge of that just eases attention a little bit. Right. Um, but 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 journaling is 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 a crucial part uh, of this. So you got three options. Um, and then you got to really decide what you want to attack now. There's a, a couple things, you know, that I would start to think about, right? Um, you know, one is, you know, if it's a personal level, what are the habits that you need to put in place to get you back personally, right? What are the habits that, is it a health thing? In my experience, a lot of times it's a personal health issue. A lot of times a personal health issue is getting in the way and causing more burnout. And when, and when people all of a sudden start getting back on track with their fitness, things start getting better. And that's easy for us because that's, we know what exactly what to do. Right. Right. Um, but the other thing is start to look at, um, is there things in your business that you can simplify? Right. So are there things going on in your business where it's adding complexity and it's adding challenging work? It's adding steps that you don't need to take. Right. And, are there things that you can do to make it simpler and easier? Structure is another thing to look at, right? What is the structure of your pricing? I've seen that the number one cause of financial issues is poor pricing. 
And so you might need to be like, oh, I'm working my ass off, but I'm not making any money. Well, what is, what's the pricing structure look like? And does the pricing structure need to change to warrant you making money? Because there's no, man, there, there's no faster way to get burned out than seeing no money in your bank account. Yeah. And I think people complain no matter what the price is anyway. If you charge 250 and now you charge 350, they're going to complain the same amount anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you have that. So you have simplify, you have changing the structure in terms of pricing, um, but you also have, you know, delegation, right? You have delegating because if you're burnt out, right, you probably got to get some stuff off your plate. What do you need to delegate? What do you need to stop doing? A lot of times in my experience in with gym owners in this case, it's they're just working too many sessions. And they're trying to run the business and they're working too many sessions. And maybe that going from 40 sessions a week to 30 sessions a week is, is the fix. Right. And, and in those 10 hours a week, you have five hours where you market and five hours where you take care of yourself. Right. And you're opening up and you're buying 10 hours a week. You're investing 10 hours a week. And if you don't, you can't afford to do it. Well, maybe you can't afford not to do it. Maybe you got to take the risk and take the chance to be able to, to hire the part-time admin, to the hire the personal trainer, to be able to take some of that. So delegation um, is one. Um, systematizing, right? Can you, do, you, do you need to systematize your business better? We talked about simplification, but do you need more documented systems, right? Are there, are there systems that people are just reinventing the wheel every time it happens? Is someone answering the phone differently every time? Do, you, do your trainers all train people differently, right? That would call for, we got to improve the process of the business. And in turn, when we improve the process of the business, you know, the business will run smoother and more, more efficiently and we'll take less stress on the owner. But it's, this is, you know, very normal, very normal, you know, very common for people to go through it. Uh, and not 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 doing this as a sales pitch for a mastermind, but it's one of the biggest benefits of being in a mastermind. Because if you have the courage to say that you're going through this, you're now can speak to 40 other people that have probably gone through the same thing that are not going to judge you, that are not going to be like, oh, you're you're a bitch, you know, because you're doing this, right? They're going to be like, yeah, <laughs> I've been there. Here's what you do. So Vince, you went through this when you first, like in that, was that your second year you said? I think it was year two, yeah. So did you experience that again after that? Yeah, but not to that extent. I never had the combination of the financial drop that um, I had at that point in time. Um, I, I definitely probably, um, I would say, about four years later, uh, I had started doing some consulting and I went into business with someone else and I, and I, and then that business partnership failed. And that was a tough time, um, for me. And I had to, you know, while I was going through and trying to grow that coaching consulting business with the business partner, I was kind of ignoring my gym. And at the same time, so I, the, the partnership failed and at the same time, my gym was slipping because I was away trying to get that business going. And so that was probably my second area where I really hit a tough spot. Um, and that's when I had to come back in 
And I left that, I, I terminated that partnership and I, I had to come back into the business and I had to fire a couple of people and to come back into the business. But I'll tell you this, I don't, I, it, what, it was one of the best things that ever happened to me. Do you know what was created when I came back in? Yeah, the, this. The sweepstakes. Oh. So I created the sweepstakes. And that's the one thing that I used to get GFP. We went from, we were, we, we, that, that year we were stuck at 1.1 million. It was our first year that we hadn't grown in revenue. The first, the first time was a mess up of just bad checkbooks, right? Bad balancing. This was the first year where we were stuck and we were stuck at 1.1 million. And we were starting, you know, we weren't having as bad of financial problems as the other, but we were stuck. And we went from 1.1 to 1.3 that year. And the sweepstakes was the launching pad of this whole thing. So if I didn't come in and, and that, that sweepstakes, we never, I mean, it, that sweepstakes is, is, is responsible for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars in, in businesses that maybe, maybe it may be at seven figures in businesses that have used that product. But if I didn't, if I didn't go through that tough situation and I didn't go through that challenging time, we don't even sit in. And so like in the launch of the sweepstakes and that, grew the gym. That's what catapulted it. We grew so much that year. We had to expand into this location that we're in now. So we went from 6,000 feet to 10,000 feet. So you got to understand that like sometimes the breaking through the ceiling on the other side is great stuff, right? On the other side, you have to just, you have to, the, the wise man says, ah, a plateau expected. I never heard that before. Right? I like how you put the accent on when you did you that. Like that, but yeah. that, it, it just you got to know. Like, I was like, all right. And there's a everyone should watch this, and I'm probably everyone's seen this by now. But if you don't watch the Jocko Willink video of good, I mean, you're crazy. You're burnt out. Good. You having a marketing problem? Good. Trying to quit? Good. Right? And it's the best video out there. It's amazing. Jocko, text it, uh, Google it, Jocko, Jocko Willing, good video. It's, it's unbelievable. But like, if you can start to learn to train yourself when you hit the ceiling and when you hit these challenges is that you look at this and you start, and this takes time to learn, right? But the faster you learn, the better. And you start to look at, okay, there's a challenge, there's a problem, but there's some good stuff coming on the other side of this, right? Because I know that I only learn well when bad things happen and I overcome those things. So that's it. You have to start treating your problems and treating your challenges as this is the growth opportunity right here. It's not the sweepstakes wasn't the growth opportunity. It was what I had to do to get the idea to run that sweepstakes. It was the challenge I had to go through to jump back into my business to do that. And so whoever is listening to this and whoever is, you know, hopefully this is helping some people and, you know, maybe I'm sure there's people listening to this that are going through, you know, a tough time right now and, you know, not to be a doom and gloom or anything like that. But the reality is you have to start treating your challenges and your failures as learning and growth opportunities. And when you treat them as learning and growth opportunities, you start to get less emotional about them. And when you get less emotional about them, you'll make better decisions. Right. 
So sounds like uh, you pretty much nailed that one down. So it just, I think you would say it's, if you could summarize all this for someone who's feeling burnt out, the best thing you could do is actually to write down everything that you're feeling and kind of go through it. Best thing you do is just go talk to somebody. Maybe it's your spouse. Maybe it's just a parent. Maybe it's a colleague. Shit, call me if you need to. I don't care. 1-800-CALL. Right. right. But just go about like It's like, don't, don't live in your head. Don't live in your head. Get it out. Get your feelings out. And not feelings. Like, right? Get your thoughts out. And, and maybe it's a journal. But you, you're not going to solve this problem sitting there letting it ping pong around in your head. So whether it's therapy, whether it's a spouse, whether it's a friend, whether it's another colleague, another gym owner. I mean, a lot of times when I have struggles, challenges, I'm talking to my, my friends that are gym owners. I got on the phone with my, one of my best friends, Mike Waldron, right? Who's my CFO. And I just, man, I'm struggling, man. I'm like, I need help with this. I'm like, you know, and I just talk to him. Right. And so, but that's, that's kind of what you, you need to do is, is, is allow yourself to vent and talk through what, what you're going through. And that probably helps you get to the root cause of why. And the conversation with my dad was just that it was just like, either, all right, quit. So there you are or break through quit. And it wasn't like, it kind of, it's obvious, right? When you hear that, right. It's obvious, but until someone says that to you and gives you options. And then when you have the options, you need to go decide and then decide what you want. And, uh, and Tom Plummer has this quote, if you don't know what you want, no one can help you. And part of this game is figuring out what you want. And I know that the gym owners that have the most trouble are the ones that don't know what they want. So go decide what you want. What do you want? What do you want your life to be like? What do you want to do with your time? What do you and, and then go build and go build the business that gives you that life. What kind of life do you want to live? And then go build the business that's going to give you that life. I I value freedom in my life. And I have structured a business that gives me all the freedom that I want. Now there's times where I got my nose to the grinds. Well, sorry. You got to repeat that. Not one business. Yeah. I got a bunch of them. Yeah. But they all allow you that freedom. That's the key right there. Cause sometimes people will add on, okay, I'm going to start this other thing and it takes up more of their time. Yeah. And that that's, that's really the, you, you have to value your time more than money. Your, your time is the most valuable thing you've got. I was just on a phone with a gym owner right before this and he's talking about, you know, should he be the one that goes in and runs his second location or should he, you know, have other people do it. And I'm just like, well, what's the most best use of your time? Is it going in and, you know, you know, checking people in on mind body and training sessions, or is it you thinking of where you're going to put the next one? You know, so it's it, it, your your time is, is is very very valuable. Yeah, so that's so I've I've created businesses that allow me um, freedom, freedom to think, freedom to write, and do what I want to do. Um, so I don't know. AB was this helpful? Yeah, I think this was really good, man. I think that 
again, like I said, I think this is a common thing that people face. And, uh, and I know I've definitely faced it at a couple points. You know, and I know also Eric Driver did too in the beginning. Wasn't he like on the verge of quitting, period? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, Eric Driver, one of our CEO mastermind members who's totally turned his business and his life around. And um, yeah, there's, but there's, there's lots of people, right? There's lots of people. And, you know, there, there's also that, you know, I think part of me too, it's like, I just, man, I didn't, it might've been a pride thing, but I, I don't want to like go put the suit on. I don't, I don't want to go get the job. I didn't want to be proven wrong. And I tell you this, the this, this story is my accountant, that my accountant, who's still my accountant today, and I laugh at him today. And he's like, what the hell are you doing? Um, he said, do not open this trip. He said, do not. He said, he's like, this is too much money. He's like, you're not, you're not going to, this is going to be too hard for you to pay this rent. He's like, don't do it. And I said, I'm doing it. I don't care what you say. And he's like, are you sure? And I'm like, yes. So there's, there's people in your life and, and, and there's, there's a little part of me that remembers that where I was and remembers that office. Remember? And I was like, remembers that but these little things like stay with you. Right. And, 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 and now I have, you know, four businesses and he'll always joke and he'll be like, yeah, remember that time I told you not to do this thing. (laughs) <laughs> and we and we and we joke about it, and I was and I always say it's like, yeah, I can't believe you're still my accountant. <laughs> <laughs> um, so so so, but but yeah, and again, I'm not like yeah, I'm still working and growing every day. I'm not I'm not at a point right where I'm retiring, and you know, uh, but I'm enjoying the ride. I'm enjoying what I'm doing. I'm enjoying the work, and I'm enjoying seeing GFP humming right now because it was a long fight during COVID long fight really in the, just in the last two months we've gotten back on track it took a while right so it's like it's not easy but um this is this is stuff that uh you know uh, a lot of you know, business owners deal with but especially gym owners deal with and um hopefully some of the steps today allow you to uh break through the ceiling if and if anyone i'm happy to if any gym owners you know are struggling out there and they need to chat. They can just send me an email. Just Vince at Gabriel fitness. Um, well, you go to Vince's free and pick up the, free yeah, if you buy the book, maybe I'll talk to you longer. And <laughs> <laughs> you get an extra five minutes. Yeah. If you, if you spend six bucks on the, or seven bucks on the book, maybe I'll talk to you for a few more minutes. That's how cheap it is. I thought it was more than that. Well, it's a free plus shipping offer. So it's, it's, it's the book is free, but they just got to pay the shipping. Got it. So that's cheap. Yeah. All right. I, uh, I think we beat that one up pretty good, man. So uh, do, are we allowed to, how many seats are left for the mastermind? Do we have any left? I don't even know. Two just sold one right before the call, two seats. Um, so yeah. So we have two seats left. And so make sure you head on over to where they, where can they find out more about that to pick that up? Uh, that you just send me an email, Vince at GabrielFitness.com. Um, and uh, do that. If they buy the book, we'll reach out to them and see if they want to buy the seat. There you go. So just buy the book. If you buy the book, we'll take care of it from there. Show you a good sales process. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, hopefully if you're feeling like that, that urge to quit and that urge to like, you just burnt out, you're just done. 
hopefully this helped you get back on track and now you know what to do to kind of snap yourself back on track because I think it's normal to kind of go through these feelings of like well there's like a saying it's like one day as an entrepreneur you feel really good and one day you're really bad it's like you know hour by hour thing so you got to just you know keep moving in the right direction and realize why you're doing this and just keep keep on keep on keeping on my friends so until the next one guys we'll catch you then peace